Hello and welcome to Castival. This is the podcast which brings on brilliant guests to pitch their dream music festival. My name is Matt Hoss and I'm the host and I'm here to guide you around their festival. Today's guest is one of the most celebrated stars in British comedy, it's Tez Ilias. Hello! Thank you for having me, Matt. How are you? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. And how are you today, Taz? I'm very well, thank you. I've got some pakoras on the side because, of course, no music festival would be complete without uh, my mum's homemade pakoras, <laughs> which will be delighting my festival. Um, and I see your lovely selection of guitars behind you. You've you got a much better background than I have. I'm just in my bedroom. <laughs> well, I, I feel that my... Obviously, for the audio, I've got a, a BC Rich Warlock, I've got a five-string bass, uh, and some other guitars in the background as well. And I feel like it might be a red flag, though. Do you, I mean, I think it's too many guitars. Like, I <laughs> I, I asked my agent recently, and she... I said, like, oh, well, what, is this too much? This is too much in my background. And she didn't say yes, she didn't say no, she said, Matt, you're on brand, which isn't helpful, do you know what I mean? That, that, that's, that screams more red flags, if anything. Like, is your brand good or <laughs> bad? Like, like, that's what you... <laughs> I don't know, like, I'm not quite sure, I'm not sure which... Uh, well, either way, um, but well, thank you, I appreciate that, and, um, but let's, let's start at the very start, because we're going to be talking about music and the festivals, uh, so Tess, if someone was to ask you what kind of music are you mm. into, how do you typically respond? You know the music that the youths listen to on the bus, <laughs> really loud on their phone. That's my that's my musical my music type. Yeah. I, I've never like normally. I think I'm the sort of person that would get annoyed yeah. at that. But often they listen to music I haven't heard, like more contemporary mm-hmm. music, and that is they the music that those kids are into is generally the music that yeah. I'm into. So quite often I'm like, oh, what is that track? <laughs> and then get the old Shazam out and be like, thank you very much. Bit of bit of new Skepta, thank you. That's helpful. <laughs> You've established early on you're the type of person who goes up to the uh, young people and go, sorry, can I hear what this track is, please? I'm going to write it down on <laughs> yeah. my notepad, thank you. Can we have this louder, please? <laughs> <laughs> can you take out your headphones, please? I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah pr- that's my type. Or like, whatever's trending on TikTok, that's yeah. my type of music. Well, yeah, so have you always enjoyed contemporary music or is it, um, is it something you've got into recently? Or what is it about uh, that type of music that you really like? So, so I grew up in an Asian household where we didn't really listen to contemporary music. I don't I have an older sister, but similarly to me, we just listened to what my mum listened to. So that's who I grew up with. And she listened to Bollywood music. So mm-hmm. when I grew up, I was listening to Bollywood. I was aware of English, uh, British or American music, but it wasn't really something that was played in my house. So I grew up listening to a lot of Bollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I went to high school, is probably when I started listening to a bit more contemporary music. And when you have the radio on, when you're trying to do some work and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've always enjoyed something with a beat. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed something you can you can tap your 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 feet to or nod your head along to, so I've always always enjoyed anything from like Fatboy Slim to Tupac mm-hmm. to you know every, and everything in between. What a wide a range of uh, music choices as well. I think there is. Um, I think it's really cool to keep it open as well because I think there's. Um, I, I the type of music I liked when I was growing up is so much different to what I like now, but it's still part of who I am. It's still what I enjoy as well. And uh, the best thing about doing this podcast is learning about uh, what other people love and loving it through them as well. And uh, yeah, so growing up, how many albums did you buy as a teenager? What was one of the first ones you got? <laughs> none. Yeah, none. <laughs> I didn't buy. I'll, listen, Matt, I don't know if you're going to get into trouble now yeah. <laughs> i didn't buy music oh no I, I downloaded music i won't say where from yeah but i i downloaded music before 
music was supposed to be downloaded. Wow. Uh, is what I'll say about what, that. What we're saying, Te- like early on, Tez, like, this is actually, Castle isn't actually a real podcast. It's a long sting operation to get you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're just, but I, work for, uh, I work for like Sony, going to take you down, my, mate. My, my sister was telling me that when she was younger, like not the younger, she's she like 27 now, but like when she was 22, 23, like fresh out of uni, she uh, applied for this job and she didn't realise it was for MI5 until she got there. Oh my God. At the, in- at the interview. Yeah. And then they told her, by the way, BT dubs, this is MI5. <laughs> and everyone was just like, everyone was simultaneously scared and excited. <laughs> and she was just saying the whole, the whole time she was just terrified because yeah. she only ever watched films or music by, through like, you know, those dodgy, <laughs> those dodgy online uh, websites. Um, so she was she was just terrified. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I remember I remember that life. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. And also, what I love is in your interpretation of that, uh, MI five go BT dubs. Just to let you know, this is just, <laughs> the head of security. Just BT dubs, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of pe- a lot of people who work for MI five say they work for the Home Office. Oh, I see. Yeah, and I worked for the Home Office, so everyone was like, MI five. What are you telling us? And I'm like, I'm, I work for the Home Office. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and in the Home Office, you did delete the downloaded files that you did. You, you've erased the sins of your past, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I re- oh, my God. At the Home Office. So I got a job in counterterrorism. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting, like, the highest security clearance you can get in the country. Uh-huh. Um, but So they, they do something called developed vetting, mm-hmm. where they interview basically interrogate your entire life. Yeah. And... Um, I had to have three interviews and the average is one. Mm-hmm. So I had, to, I had to go through three different interviews with two different people yeah. to pass this test. And most people just have one interview. Yeah. Um, so it was, wow. it was it was quite quite evasive. Yeah, that's um, I, I, I actually had no idea um, that you did that job as well. That's uh, that's really that's very intense as well. But um, yeah, so uh, I would actually love, love to know more about that. But I'm not sure if this is a, a <laughs> for my third tent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me about counterterrorism, please. <laughs> um, what was one of the first things you downloaded then? Do you, do you remember that was a special moment or was it just kind of like you, it's a bulk kind of purchase? So initially, it was a lot of sort of recording off the radio. Yeah. You know, the charts and then you try and press stop before the DJ yes. starts talking. Yes. There was a lot of that going on. But my, the first ever tape that I got that I remember that wasn't my mum's or anyone was my, my friend brought in a mixtape mm-hmm. to school and it just had the sort of the 90s gangster rap on it so Tupac mm-hmm. Biggie Dr. Dre Snoop Doggy Dog all that sort of stuff and I'd, I'd never heard of that before mm-hmm. I'd never heard the music I'd never heard of Tupac so this is 97 I think we're talking about like autumn 97 mm-hmm. so like October 97 around then he bought this mixtape in and I'd never heard of these people I'd never heard of Tupac I'd never heard of Biggie Smalls and it just blew me away mm-hmm. I just Something about it, something about how authentic it was, how angry they were, the fact that they were swearing, which is always exciting when you're a kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, lo- I loved it, and I just completely fell in love with rap music. And then from there, I started listening to music a lot more. Because before that, I, I don't think I ever really listened to music that much unless, you know, it was it happened to be on. But I wouldn't go out of my way to put music on. Yeah. So, yeah, that was probably when I got into music. So I would have been, like, 14 going on 15. Yeah. Well, that's so a bit late. A bit late. Yeah. Well, and I, I think music can happen anytime as well. Like uh, I know some people have awakenings in the, uh, like when they're thirty. If you know what I mean. So I think that's it's, you can fall into a, a new genre anytime. I think that's the beauty of music as well. Um, but um, talk, uh, you mentioned mixtapes. Are you the type of person who likes making mixtapes? I mean, not not. I mean, not anymore. Yeah. Right? But but when I was 
Well, like, well, now I guess I guess the mixtape is your playlist, right? Yeah, yeah. So I do I do like having a playlist of different things on it. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I I, lo- I love making mixtapes when I was younger, though. Yeah. Or or, or mix or mix CDs when they became C- CDs, I guess. Absolutely. Like yeah, when at uni, all of my CDs were sort of stuff that we downloaded, and then you kind of like, oh, let me put those 15 songs together let me put those 15 songs together let me put those 15 songs together and stuff yeah and then a friend of mine used to burn cds yeah uh so used to get i used to pay him a couple of quid and he used to, used to do everything for me so uh, just just for my uh just for no reason because you were telling me the name of this person and when they did it and uh I, just so i can book a podcast with them yeah. so uh, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll email you there <laughs> gonna take him down gonna take him down uh, but yeah, and I love mixtapes as well. I think mixtapes are kind of personal as well. I, I, I like doing them today, but um, sparingly as well. Like, uh, like I think a mixtape can sum up a year as well. Like, I know uh, Spotify yes. playlists do, like, time capsules. or and But I feel like music and playlists certainly do have a certain time zone to them as well. Like they, they yeah, definitely. It. And uh, I like, I like uh, those mixtapes for that reason. But uh, we're going to be soon talking about music festivals and your own music festival. But have you been mm. to many music festivals, Taz? I have been to, I mean, if Latitude counts, I've been to Latitude yes, twice. Yeah. I've been to the one in London, the O2 festival that they have in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Hi, not High Park, the one by, um, when it used to be by Victoria. What park is that? It is High Park, actually. Yeah, I think it's High Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was Hyde Park, actually, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been there. But my favourite and best festival I've been to is Glastonbury. Yes. Yeah, how was that? It was incredible, man. I went to Glastonbury in 2008. Wow, okay, yeah. The Jay-Z year. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was absolutely... That afternoon, That it was, it was, it was a Saturday. That evening was absolutely magical. So I went with my friend Dennis and my friend... Uh, Paul P.O. Mm. his full surname and um, yeah Francisco Paul what an amazing name um, so yeah me and, my fr- me and my friend Abs so my best friend Abs Dennis and Paul we went to Glastonbury together and neither of us were Glastonbury types typically mm-hmm. yeah. and then neither of us ever been to a festival before I think some of us had never camped before oh my God. the day we got there I think we got there on the Wednesday evening and that wasn't a great day yeah but then from Thursday afternoon there's just the sun, sh- the sun, the sun came out mm-hmm. and it was just beaming hot weather all yeah, weekend and yeah. it was incredible and was that your first camping experience as well was no because first... i'd been i'd been to camp america yeah okay so, yeah. so outside of camp america yeah that was my only that is my is my first camping experience in britain oh wow okay yeah and your first festival experience was that yes as well that's overwhelming like glastonbury is like like uh i went to so many festivals before glastonbury and that was still quite overwhelming as well but that must have been such an experience for you and your friends right it was incredible. Like I remember, we pitched up like we pitched up late on Wednesday because we all went after work on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and we just you know grabbed all our stuff from the from the cars and mm-hmm. there's four of us or between us we managed to carry everything, but we were just mad. Like we just didn't, we didn't know where to pitch our tent. Yeah. We were just like, like here, <laughs> like just, just trying to look at the map, going, is this somewhere close to where we might want to be? Like we're not here. Like let's just go here. And you put your tent in the car park, so it's yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. But we ended up we ended up pitching our tent somewhere so like a decent location. Yeah. So on a Saturday afternoon, me and my friend Dennis won a dance off mm-hmm. in in some tent somewhere, and the prize for winning this dance off was going to the side stage of the the side of the pyramid stage during Manu Chao. So oh we God. got to watch Manu Chao. And I say that now very excitedly. I had no idea who Manu Chao was <laughs> at the time. But the fact is we were on the side of the pyramid stage. So we got to watch Manu Chao from the pyramid stage. We then got led to the front row and Amy Winehouse came out. Oh, my God. And it was peak Amy Winehouse in that she was incredible. Because around that time, bless her, it was a couple of years before she passed on. But 
you know, she was still a bit, you had those stories of her being a bit erratic and stories mm-hmm. of her sort of being a bit underwhelming and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was absolutely incredible. She brought her A game and she punched someone. So it was, <laughs> it was the ideal Amy Winehouse performance. You can watch it now on YouTube. Yeah. Like someone grabs her in the audience. Like she's doing that thing walking along the front row. Yeah. Someone grabs her and she lamps him. Oh my God. And doesn't break a beat. It is absolutely incredible. You know what? Like I kind of got into Amy Winehouse really quite quite late as well. Like I I knew who she was when I was growing up, but about like two three years ago, I kind of just put on Back to Black and uh, and it's just it's just a perfect album. Do you know what I mean? And uh, and it's such it's full full of sorrow, but also her as a musician is just just sublime. You know, I, I was watching. I've seen, seen the documentary. I haven't actually, but someone to watch this as well. Is it good? Yeah, it's so good. It yeah. make you cry. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, I think that's why I don't want to watch it right away because I know I, I need to. It's going to be emotional, so I'm going to have to prepare for it. If you know what I mean, like it's going to be touching. If you know what I mean, so. Uh, but yeah, uh, so um, hopefully at your festival there'll be plenty of people who are going to get punched in the front row. So. <laughs> 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 and let's let's head over to uh, the admin side of your festival. Hello, welcome to season three of Castable. Great to have you back. If you like what we do, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and write us a little kind review. Also, why don't you share our podcast? Tell a friend about it. Word of mouth really helps spread the world, so please help us do that. Why don't you tweet us at Castable Podcast and drop me a follow at Matt Comedy. Why don't you watch me on Twitch at Matt Comedy? If you like sci-fi books, why don't you buy my book called Purify from www.matthousecomedy.com. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Cheers. Tez, do you have the name of your festival? Yeah, the, the name of my festival, it's pretty obvious actually, uh, Tessington World of Adventures. Oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> that's so fantastic, I love that so much. <laughs> Tessington World of Adventures, yeah. Will there be any like theme park rides there as well, just to add to that theme? There's going to be one ride, Yeah, and it's going it's, so it's to, it's a, it's a queue to get into a little hut, mm-hmm. and then it's only two people, maximum of two people allowed. They get in, uh, they sit on a bench, mm-hmm. lights go down, blaring music comes on. And just before the ride finishes, it doesn't go. It doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Just before the ride finishes, two people pop out from either side, splash them with buckets of water, and then someone pops up and takes a picture. <laughs> and that's 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 the full ride. <laughs> Never before have I seen a roller coaster made out of a park bench and just people <laughs> just throwing stuff. It's like a haunted manor, but they couldn't be bothered to finish it. Or yeah, it's like, basically. Yeah, um, and and, that, and then they go and then they go out the other side, so they can't spoil it for the other people queuing. Yeah, and it's kind of like a like you can't tell anyone else what happens at the yeah <laughs> at the park. yeah yeah it's and because when they when they get hit by water they start screaming yeah so the people outside will think oh my god that what an amazing ride yeah <laughs> <laughs> tell you what like in the future uh, if you ever want to come back I want you to pitch a whole theme park it'd be really funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah that sounds great and I um I already like this is already a fun start moving on from that though where do you think your festival is geographically whereabouts in the world is it well definitely Lancashire in the yeah. Ribble Valley yes uh, the Goro Ribble Valley beautiful beautiful place part of the world beautiful part of the world and um, it's convenient for me as well <laughs> yeah do you is there a lot of festivals in your neck of the woods no I think the closest festival is the one in Cumbria who the name Kendall Kendall, Kendall, Call, Kendall Calling yeah uh, which I have performed at so Kendall Calling is I think my closest 
proper festival. There's yeah. probably a couple of minor ones that mm-hmm. maybe I'm not aware of, but that's the first proper one. Yeah, like uh, um, I'm actually pretty close to uh, Kendall's Wall because I live on the other side of the A66. So I live in uh, Darlington at the moment, so it's uh, oh okay, cool. yeah. So uh, yeah, well w- uh, we can hang out there one day and be like, <laughs> that that park bench is awfully dry. It's not that good, is it? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's brilliant stuff. And without revealing the lineup, Tess, how much would you, how much are you willing to charge per ticket? I mean, looking at my lineup, um, <laughs> and it's a, it's a full weekend. Yeah. You know, apart from the main stage, we've got an alt, we've got an alternative stage, mm-hmm. and we've got you know all sorts of other weird and wacky stuff going on. We've got we've got the the ride, of mm-hmm. course, as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> we've got we've got the um, the food stalls. Yes, uh, cooked by local local people, oh, uh, including really? my own mum. So yes, so that's I mean obviously that's an additional expense, but mm-hmm. you know you have access to it. So I'm thinking probably two hundred fifty pounds for a full weekend. That's pretty good. Good value. Yeah. And going on more about food, because I want to double click on that as well. So what kind of food stalls are there? Is your mum running a, uh, a stall as well? So my mum is running her samosa pakora kebab stand. Yes, hello. That sounds brilliant. With with chilli and garlic sauce and yeah. some raita. <laughs> not sure, either or, or, or both, if you want to mix it up. Then we got local, we got the pizzerias, mm-hmm. we got the steaks and burgers... We got something for vegans. I don't know what. I mean, no idea what it'd be, but you know, some something for them. I yeah. let someone else take care of the, the logistics for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, someone for the gluten intolerant people as well. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of like a, a store for each kind of, um, like uh, yeah, for, but for, like, like, but basically on the motorway, like yeah. just, just really <laughs> far away though, like 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 in a different part of the yeah. like in, in York in Yorkshire. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you're gluten uh, gluten free <laughs> and a vegan, my, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to go down to London. That's that's that's, yeah. that's it. That. If you travel two hours, and then, good good luck catching the headliner, mate. <laughs> so yeah, and we got we got a charger stand for you know for charging your phone as well because we don't want to miss we don't yes. want anyone to miss out on on capturing uh, their weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a few, there's a few things going on. And is there camping at your festival? Is there anything uh, or it's going to be more kind of a luxury, like glamping, or is it just going to be hotels? What what kind of thing? I think we'll, we'll give people the option. We'll, we'll have local Airbnb places, mm-hmm. local lodges. People can bring their tents if they want. We'll, we'll have some glamping things for them if they want. So it's, it's it's very much up to people what they want to do with mm-hmm. their with their tickets and their experience. And would you be camping, or where whereabouts where would you be? Nah, I'd probably be commuting, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's too fair. Back, come, come back home to Blackburn and get a shower and <laughs> sleep in my bed. <laughs> Very relaxed, absolutely. So, what is is there anything that other than music? Have you got any other kind of art at your festival? Is there anything else that uh, is in the uh, in the realm of that festival? Yeah, I've got an alternative stage, which yeah. is basically a comedy stage. Okay, brilliant. So well, I, have, I have a comedy stage? Yeah. Well, um, we can talk, we'll, we'll talk about more of the comedy stage as we go into the next part as well. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, well, let's head over there now. So let's head over to the main stage of Tessington World of Adventure. Do, 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 do. I wanna see that band you hate. I already told you we were too late. Now let's go back to the tent. Can't really cause it's burning in a field. (laughs) 
so, um, so I believe we're starting on the Friday, or are people arriving on the Thursday? What, what when are people? No, we've got people can come on Thursday if they like. Yeah. Um, maybe cut, put, cut, put a couple of local DJs on the main stage or mm-hmm. the alt stage in the evening just to, to you know give them a bit of entertainment but the main f- festival kicks off on the Friday you've got a music stage and a comedy stage where would you like to start first Tez? so on mine we've got, we got the alt stage running between uh, midday and say yeah, probably from about 11am till about 4pm mm-hmm. and then we've got the main stage kicking off from 5 until midnight mm-hmm and so we can kick off with the alternative stage, the comedy stage, if you like. That sounds that sounds good. Yeah. So on Friday, on your alternative uh, comedy stage, uh, um, alternative slash comedy stage, who's on first then? Uh, we've got Laurel and Hardy kicking things off. Yeah. Oh wow. So straight in there, going for the classic. Yeah. 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 Family friendly. Because you know what they say, like open with open. You know, comedy clubs, you open strong. Yeah. Absolutely. And so who better to you know bring bring <laughs> the bring the house down than Laurel and Hardy? Or what, what an amazing start to the festival and and that way it'll ensure that everyone arrives as well yeah there won't be any of that oh welcome on sunday afternoon to watch whatever no mate you got lol and hardy kicking off up front on friday You've got to come for that. That really sets a nice tone for the rest of the festival as well. Like you're uh, like Lauren and Hardy. Like there's gonna be a tough act to follow as well. Like imagine if you're at a comedy club, the opener is Lauren Hardy, and you're in the middle. It's like oh, it's gonna be a tough one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully there's a break. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Or do the MC do do an hour before you bring me on, Lauren Hardy? Like, you know, just just kill the room before you bring yeah. me on. <laughs> Once at a festival, I had to go on after Lost Voice Guy as well. And bear in mind, I was a quite a, a lot newer comedian then as well. And uh, and uh, and also at the time, a band started when he finished. So literally, oh, the whole man. room just left as well. Oh, I've yeah. done that. I've yeah. done that before. When like, so I think I've gone on after Russell Kane and like Reading or Leeds. Yeah, yeah. And the whole like virtually the entire it felt like the entire tent just emptied out. And you're yeah. like, oh. But then again, you you only get people who want to be there then because like you don't get people who are. Uh, being pains but yeah it's a uh, never mind it was just uh festival gigs are really hard as well they're really uh yeah the tough work but um after laurel and hardy who who you got on the comedy stage uh dave allen oh wow yeah 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 i uh, mean we're going in we're going in big we're going yeah in big so these are these are legends of the game that on absolutely. a friday night kicking off friday absolutely and uh how many how many comedians do you have per night as well is it like specialized <laughs> Five, I think I've got five per day. Mm-hmm. I've got London Hardy, then Dave Allen, mm-hmm. um, then Rowan Atkinson. Yes. I know, I know Dave Allen's uh, sit down, but like uh, quite, quite Rowan Atkinson's very physical. So there's two kind of physical acts yes. there as well. Uh, yeah. So, so, so you've got London Hardy, obviously very energetic. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Dave Allen, you know, people can, you know, take their cigarettes out and yeah. smoke. he'll yeah. do a little smoke along. Um, <laughs> It's part of his act they couldn't really do on TV, but it's um, yeah. It was it was, it was big. It was the old the old Dave Allen smoke along. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, because uh, Dave Allen's sitting down. He's on a park bench, and then people scare him, and then they shoot water over him and take yeah. a picture. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. on the park bench. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you got Ron Atkinson, you know, doing some of his stuff from the eighties, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then to and then to headline Friday. So this is still Friday afternoon. <laughs> we're going into Friday evening. Victoria Woods. Oh yes, please. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I honestly can't picture a like that's a pretty perfect kind of a um like the four legends in a row, right? Like, and Victoria Wood is such a lovely headliner to that, and also a, a perfect kind of perfect act to have at a music festival because you know she'd be great for like she's just perfect for it. Yeah, you know I mean, 
Exactly, and then a great segue into the music. Yes, and uh, yeah, um, so let, let's go. Uh, who's the first uh, artist, musical artist on on your? I mean, go, I mean, I don't know if you're ready. We're going big. Okay, well, I'm already. Uh, you already went big with Lauren Hardy. That's so let's true. Say, so let's this go. Is the first musical act of yeah the festival. Usher. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. You know what? Some people like, have had Usher the headline before, but you're like, no, no, on. he's opening. He's opening. Usher, 2001's Usher. Yeah. Straight out of 87 or 1. Yeah. Usher. Lovely stuff. So, are you a massive fan of Usher? Or is this like. A... I mean, I was. I yeah. was, you know, like, Usher's, Usher's heyday was when I was at uni. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I was out clubbing and, like, I loved, I loved dancing. So. You know, when Usher brought out his 8701 and the album after, which I can't remember the name of, but he had that song, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love to hear the Tez remix. Yes, yeah, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that that Usher would yeah. just come on and he's, you know, he's a great dancer as well. And I think he'd put on a really amazing performance. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I, uh, I think... Already, you've kind of got your two hundred and fifty pounds worth already. Like, I think this exactly. Is a, right. yeah. I reckon I could charge ten times that, and people would still pay. You, you really could, <laughs> like already for this. Uh, and I again, um, uh, it's gonna be hard uh, uh, post Usher. But who who have you got after Usher? Amy Winehouse. Yes, as as previously discussed, I was kind of wondering who can follow up that post Usher energy because I think Usher will be quite. There'll be quite not frantic energy, but it'll be quite upbeat. Do you know what I mean? Like people mm. will be really hyped. Uh, and it'd be quite hard to deal with all that energy, but Amy Winehouse, go in there, it's a different vibe, but she's, a, she's definitely master of that vibe. Do you know what I mean? Like it's Yeah, a, and I think she should just own it. She just, I don't think she's, she, she wouldn't seem, she doesn't seem that she gets flustered by other people. Mm-hmm. So I think she'd be, I think she'd be fine. Does Amy Winehouse start her set as Usher is finishing his and she just punches him in the face? You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's she, how she, she starts. She, she punches Usher in the face yeah, to, yeah. Get off the, to get off the stage. <laughs> yeah, just, just wallop someone. Huh? Yeah. But yeah, so um, I know we discussed Amy before, but like, when did you first discover Amy Winehouse and uh, how was it at that Glastonbury or what, uh, what does that mu- music mean to you? I think it was around 2005 when I first moved to London and started like expanding my horizons and what I listened to. So maybe 2006 or something. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just the music was just incredible. She was just so good. And I listened to back, the Back to Black album and then the one before that, um, which I've forgotten the name of it off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she was just so talented, just so vocally powerful. I just fell in love with her music. And uh, you you just mentioned like uh, when you moved to London, like your musical landscape changed. Um, so tell us more about that transition as well. Like, um, what things did you experiment with? What kind of things did you like beforehand? And um, what part of your music palette changed and grew? Um, I always thought that I only ever enjoyed R and B and hip hop, mm-hmm. and a bit of banger, I guess. But as time went on and I matured a bit, I realised you know what I actually. Indie music isn't shit. <laughs> I always thought indie was shit. Yeah. And then and then I listened to it properly, you know, listened to Oasis and like properly, and I went, it's fucking decent, this. Yeah. <laughs> uh. A slightly different time frame, but yeah, I uh, my brother used to really love indie. I was more of a, a rock and metal kid, but like, uh, and you know, like with siblings, you kind of like, oh, I hate, like you kind of for yeah, no reason yeah, yeah. have that yeah, sibling yeah, rivalry, yeah. and yeah. Uh, it's uh, only only now um, that uh, not not now, but like several uh, years ago, I, I was like. 
actually um it's actually quite good but like you don't you don't want to admit in front of them do you mm. know what i mean but like uh, you have to have your own uh growth in that way but yeah i, I was the same <laughs> i'm so indie shit uh and did you uh did you go to a lot of indie gigs uh are they different from kind of like <laughs> no stern no no, <laughs> no. so on the nights out uh, at uni mondays was dance night mm-hmm. so very much castles in the sky oh tell me why all that stuff. Yeah, lovely stuff. <laughs> Tuesdays was like mix of like R&B, hip hop, pop. Mm-hmm. Wednesday was a cheese night. Cheese night, yeah. And I was listening to music I'd never listened to in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I, like the kids would be like, the white kids, yeah. like singing along to every single song. Yeah. And you know, obvious stuff like Chesney Hawks and stuff, but <laughs> just but just stuff that I'd never listened to because I grew up in a house that didn't listen to that stuff. So I'd yeah. never heard of Chesney Hawks or any of these like very, very obvious big anthems and stuff. And you know, every time the song came on, like the whole room would be like singing along and like i have no idea what this is and thursday nights was the hip-hop night that my friend put on mm. and in the uni club was the indie night which i never went to yeah uh, and then friday saturday nights was uh the main mm-hmm. uh uni club night which was a mix of everything mm-hmm. and then sun- sun- on sundays we rested yeah <laughs> <laughs> my yeah you you uh you certainly have a like a, a full a full party schedule as well like even just hearing that now has made me feel tired if you know oh, what I mean now I could never <laughs> the idea of it now is so tiring we used, to, we, used to, we used to love it so much this is a slightly tangential question going back to your festival and we'll, we'll kind of revisit it more but is there is there a nightlife at your festival do you feel that there's going to be like a big party atmosphere or is it kind of like bed by 10 oh the festival the music goes on to midnight yeah and then afterwards there's a selection of DJs yeah. um, who I haven't thought about yet but, but we'll find them yeah. <laughs> we'll find them I'm sure they'll volunteer themselves absolutely maybe we'll have some DIY decks and just be like whoever wants to come in or maybe do a raffle and be like whoever wants to come in enter this raffle and whoever wins yeah. the raffle can play the tunes for the or maybe we'll just get an iPod on a speaker <laughs> thing and just be like you can bid to you can you can bid the highest bidder yeah. gets to play the next song. What I love is you found some really nice cost-effective ways of doing this <laughs> festival. You've got the park bench roller coaster, definitely a roller coaster, and then you've got we don't need a DJ. We've got an iPod. We've got Spotify. Uh, or just Spotify, yeah, Spotify and shuffle, or just you can bid you can bid for the next song. Yeah, but that's actually I, that'd be such a cool thing to do. Like um. Like at a club, like post COVID, really cool to like. Like if you're in a club, like you get to pay a couple of like pennies to like vote for a next song. If you know what I mean, I mm. think that'd be really cool. Like that's nice. That's a good idea. But yeah, um, going back to uh, um, your Friday uh, after Amy Winehouse, who do you have? I don't know if you're ready for this. Uh, this yeah, I feel like for the whole of this recording, I'm gonna just be like, what? <laughs> it's just at the hype level, it's gonna be too much. I'm gonna have to like call them. We're only on Friday yet. Yeah. About Friday. This is like Friday, seven p.m. <laughs> Stone yeah. roses. Oh my god! Oh my god! I might. I don't smoke Tez, but I might need a cigarette break after this. This is really <laughs> like you're appealing to uh, stone roses. Absolutely lovely stuff. And uh, were they part of the kind of like indie crowd that you uh, enjoyed at the time? Was that like? No, I came across stone roses because of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Okay, yeah. And f- the Fool's Gold anthem. Yeah. That was that was the main soundtrack. Of, and I was like, oh, I really like this song. And then I was like, I wonder where it is. And it's like, oh, it's Fool's Gold by Stone Roses. And I was like, well, I guess I like Stone Roses now. <laughs> yeah. And did you really, were you like a massive part of that kind of scene as well? Or was it just that, like that song, that album or like, uh, yeah. How, um, was it a big, I literally only know it because of Lockstock. <laughs> as I, and, then, yeah. and then I started listening to it after that. Yeah. But at uni very much, and even after uni, I really hung out with the, the people that kind of mainly, we mainly liked hip hop and R&B. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally we listened to other stuff. 
Yeah, because uh, like already so far, there's a there's a mixture of different. Um, like you've got three headliners essentially, uh, which are, uh, which is no criticism. It's really legendary festival, if you know what I mean. Uh, uh, but there's three different styles, but they're all so talented that. I think that anyone that comes to your festival will be their minds will be blown by each performance. So even if you don't necessarily, let's say you're not a massive fan of Stone Roses, by going to see them, it's going to be a mind-blowing event. You know what I mean? Like, hundred percent. I remember when when, when we watched Jay Z at mm-hmm. Glastonbury in two thousand eight, and he came. So so we had Manu Chow from the side of the pyramid stage, then Amy Winehouse, and then Jay Z back to back. It was an incredible evening. Yeah. And then you know Jay Z came out to Wonderwall and all that stuff. Like, really, it was, it was mind-blowing. And I remember me and my mates, we were we were next to this like old middle class white couple, and they just looked so uncomfortable. They looked uncomfortable throughout Jay Z, yeah. but they stayed. And at the end of it, and like you know, me and my mates were going, you know, we were going ape sh- ape shit, like we were like we were so hyped. And I remember at the end of it, they just turned around and said to us, "That was one of the best experiences of our lives." And then they just and then just quietly walked away, and I was like, "Huh." Yeah. I would not. I would not have got that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of like we uh, again talking about comedy clubs is when uh, you kind of doing a uh, show and to the, to the people with uh, stern faces and crossed arms, and afterwards like, "Oh, I really loved that." It's like, "Well, yeah. <laughs> it didn't look like it, mate. It didn't look like it." <laughs> but yeah, Stone Roses is going to be absolutely fantastic, and uh, and yeah. So who's after Stone Roses? Because like, I'm going to have to, yeah, I'm going to have to have a, a break after this. This is too yeah, much. Uh, have, you, you might you might need a cigar break after this one. <laughs> Eminem. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. And is Eminem not even headlining as well? This is Eminem is not even you know what? It was, it was a choice between Eminem and a couple of other people. Yeah. But in the end, Eminem is not headlining this festival. Oh my god. Uh so uh, are you a massive fan of Eminem? Love Eminem. Yeah. Love Eminem. I remember first listening to him on the radio back in like ninety eight, ninety nine or something, and my name is just came on. Mm-hmm. And I was it was just one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. And yeah. he was so skillful as well. And I just thought I'm I, I, I remember listening to it going God I hope this guy I hope this kid does a lot more I, I wouldn't have said kid Because I was a kid yeah. myself But I was thinking I hope this guy does more stuff Yeah Because that was really good That's so and, you know, cool And, and he did <laughs> Yeah <laughs> And that's really nice That you uh, remember those moments Of like like mind blowing because like, I, I think that's such an uh, it is a very memorable experience Listening to it for the first time There's uh, there's certain songs where Like I just this. I remember listening to like certain albums or tracks at a certain time, and it's like it's there. It stays in that. I remember specifically the like kind of like the the room and the atmosphere as well. It's very mm. evocative in that way. Um, mm. So, um, more about Eminem. Like, in do you like the newest stuff that he does as well? Like, not as not as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still. I think it's still great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think if, if it was anyone else, I think if it was anyone else, you'd be going, "Wow, this is amazing." Mm-hmm. But because his bar is astronomically high mm-hmm. and his early albums were, you know, some of the best of all time, mm-hmm. it's, he can't, he, it's, you know, you, you're comparing him, you're comparing him essentially to himself, yeah, <laughs> which is one of the greatest rappers of all time. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it'd be difficult to, 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 to reach those levels, I think. So, um, let's, let's, let's go, let's go and do it then. Let's go and blow my mind for like the eighth time this day. <laughs> Who's headlining your Friday? Well, this one might be someone you're less aware of, but it is the best artist to come out of South Asia. And it is Nusrat Fateli Khan. Yes. Now, this is one of your artists that you sent over to me to uh, research. And as I say, I wasn't aware of this artist beforehand, but wow, what a treat. And uh, it was um, so a Pakistani vocalist, musician and musical director as well. And uh, yeah, quite prolific in his work, I believe. 
amazing. So, so he did something called Qawwali, mm-hmm. which is essentially Pakistani folk music. Yeah, and it is usually quite sort of religious orientated, and it's very Sufi and very spiritual. Mm-hmm. And all the songs have like really, really deep meanings and stuff. And he's just the best proponent of it there has ever been. Mm-hmm. And he's absolutely incredible. Like Jeff, he was one of Jeff Buckley's musical heroes. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Jeff, Jeff, Buck- Jeff Buckley's actually covered one of his songs phonetically. Is is quite it's quite a thing. It'll be on YouTube somewhere. Yeah! Wow, that's amazing. So, when did you first hear about Nusrat, and where, where, where was that? Um, where did you kind of grow up with that? So, Nusrat would have been at home, and probably more in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. So, I've got a lot of family in Pakistan. I used to visit a lot when I was a kid. And my uncles would put the cassette tapes on And uh, Nusrat was one of the ones that they regularly listened to And he just got the most incredible, powerful voice mm-hmm. And actually, it's very, it's, it's actually, they, they bangers as well, mate the, the, the tunes bang Yeah, and genuinely, I was listening to them earlier today And it was, yeah, it was, so, it was really enjoyable It was such a, uh, it made me sad that I didn't know of this person earlier Do you, I mean, because it was like it's quite clear this person is legendary and I had no idea that they existed. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. yeah I, it's, a, it's a massive shame and uh, but uh, and I'm, I wish I was more aware of those things. But that's the beauty of this podcast is that but I... Now I, you are. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, and the songs I listened to felt very atmospheric, very uh, felt theatrical was the term. Yeah, but, yeah. So I'll, I'll send you a video after, yeah. afterwards, YouTube video, so you can have a look at his performances live. Mm-hmm. And yeah, very, very much that. That's amazing. And uh, so I guess you never got the opportunity to see him live. No, no he passed on in 97. Yeah. Uh, the, the same month that Diana died, actually. Yeah. So it was a very, very mm-hmm. tragic month, August 97. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad, uh, but uh, it would have been... Uh, but that was really nice to have at your festival after the Day of Legends to have to finish with that as well. And what kind of vibe would the crowd be? Are people going to be dancing? Are they going to be moshing? Are they going to like uh, put lighters up in the air? What's the kind of vibe at the end of the festival? I think with Nusrat, it's going to be very much lighters in the air yeah. kind of thing. Eminem might get them moshing, I think, mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Get, get them head, head banging a bit. Yeah, I think, I think that's what I like about the festival is there's something in it for everyone. Absolutely, yeah. And throughout each day, I sort of pick my five favourite genres mm-hmm. and then pick my top three artists from each genre and I split them over the days. That's, what, that's essentially what I've done. Oh, nice. I really like the way you've done that as well because like, uh, other people would kind of do it differently but i like what you've done there because like it really makes each day um pop if you know what i mean it's, it's mm. very nice so, well let's crack on to uh to saturday let's go for your comedy stage first who's who's uh on there so opening with uh the amazing james a caster oh wow lovely stuff yes on saturday um so obviously james we know we get to kick with uh mm-hmm. so it's, it's quite fun being uh, around while he's in his ascendancy yeah but yeah jim james kicks it off and i think that will again It'll bring a lot of people back to the stages that are early on Saturday morning because they, they wouldn't want to miss James. Absolutely. Yeah. And then following James, oof, big. We're going big. McIntyre. Oh, wow. Okay. You know what? I, I, I didn't expect McIntyre to pop up. He doesn't really pop up at a lot of festivals. But yeah. Uh, so why, why Michael McIntyre? Well, I, want to, I know he likes skipping, so I want to give him a big stage to skip around on. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and there's a reason why yeah. he's the biggest comedian in the UK. You know, he's yeah. he's incredible. He has material material for everyone. Yes, and I don't think absolutely. You know, music festivals aren't necessarily the the, the the place to where you want to listen to. You know, your most high browest sort of Stuart Lee esque type material. Yeah, for sure. You're at a music festival. It's 11 a.m. You might be a bit tired. Like you got McIntyre coming in. You know, bouncing around. 
get you get you know putting some energy into into the into the into the atmosphere and i think i think he's i think i think he's brilliant anyway um, yeah yeah absolutely so i've got, got, got mcintyre and yeah and i think a lot of comedians get very snobbish about those things just for people being they successful do. but uh yeah and but there's a reason why people are successful as well um but yeah, so after Michael McIntyre uh, again, but yeah, here we go. Bit of a more, not not mellow exactly, but we're just bringing the energy down a little bit, only a little bit. Yeah, and we're going with the acerbic Jimmy Carr. Wow, nice. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of one liners, a bit more, uh, very interactive with the crowd as well. So yeah, uh, um, yeah, and I think he'll have a lot to say about. Uh, the people watching as well, and, mm-hmm. and about the festival as a whole, and I think that'd be, you know, if he if he roasts a little bit, I think that'd be quite fun. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, uh, yeah, and I think uh, a one liner is usually like I remember going to Leeds Festival when I was a a young teenager, and uh, the, the one liners I remember watching Gary Delaney because like he was just um, it was just so you don't really remember the jokes, but you remember the experiences, and the, the high mm. hit rate of that was just so uh, fantastic as well. So I think that uh, Jimmy Carr would be a really good shout for that. Um, and then following Jimmy, um, another amazing, amazing British act, Sarah Millican. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. She would absolutely smash that stage. Absolutely. And who have you got for your headline of, of the comedy tent? So the headline of the comedy tent on Saturday night is local legend, Peter Kay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say yourself then. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> no, local, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm coming. Don't worry. <laughs> I might bring myself on on Sunday. Yeah, okay, on the last okay. Day. I got you. But, I got but you. Now that you know, I'm 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 feeling responsible for the festival. It's my festival, so I'm yeah. running around firefighting, <laughs> firefighting, firefighting, making yeah, yeah. sure that things are things are happening as they're supposed to be happening. Trying to enjoy myself. Yeah, making sure my friends are having a good time. All that, all that sort of stuff, and all the logistics and any administrative headaches that have been thrown up. And uh, you'll have more to do with in floor fillers at the very end as well. But uh, So let's head over to uh, the music main stage. Who is open up Saturday morning? Opening up Saturday afternoon slash evening is a band called RDB, RDB. which stands for Rhythm, Doll and Bass. Uh-huh. So they're essentially a fusion of Bangra with more contemporary beats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're incredible. They're, they're a band um, that I loved listening to. They're more like DJs than, than a band. Mm-hmm. Um but I love listening to them when I was like sort of in my late teens and they just have some absolute bangers. And so anyone who, any Asian who grew up in Britain will be familiar with RDB because mm-hmm. uh, they bring such an amazing high energy kind of thing to, to, to Bangra music. And it's stuff that anyone can enjoy, I think. Yeah. And um, obviously I've just heard about them just now, but where would, um, where would you recommend me start off looking at RDB? Is there a certain song or an album? Um, let me think. In terms of song, yeah, they've definitely got an album which has a lot of their classics on it and stuff. Sounds of the North was really, really good. Cool, yes. Um, Danger mm-hmm. was amazing. So, yeah, they got they got some amazing, amazing songs. What I'll do is I'll, uh, after this podcast recording, to keep to the theme, Tez, what I'll do is I'll download it illegally <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I'll uh, stick it to my collection. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, well, thank you for sharing that. I, I think RDB is going to be really uh, interesting to listen to. But uh, yeah, and a great way to start Saturday, I have to say. I think that'd be really, um, yeah, that's a... Because Saturday's really... Saturday in, in music festivals is a very tricky day. It's hard to get right. There's a lot of... Um, nuance to it but i think rdb is a great start to that absolutely thank you and then following that we're going to keep the energy levels high Mm -hmm. if anything push them even higher (laughs) yeah fat boy slim oh hello hello yes like you know 
the party had already started, but now it's uh, it's turning up some heat for sure. So, uh, Boy Slim, have you ever seen him live, or have you seen? I haven't had the pleasure, mm-hmm. but I would love to because I think his his gigs would be incredible. And what do you think Fatboy Slim is going to bring to uh, your festival? Fun. Yeah. <laughs> just fun. Just, ah. Oh. You can't... I don't know anyone who doesn't like Fatboy Slim. Yeah, absolutely. From, from any... Like, people who are, like, into, like, death metal or whatever. Yeah. People like Fatboy Slim and they're like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think you can't go wrong with Fatboy Slim, right? Yeah, everyone's going to have a nice time. And because and it's my festival, he's actually bringing Christopher Walken on. Oh, what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so we get to see Christopher Walken dancing live. <laughs> like doing some break dancing. Yeah. 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 Like doing a backflip. And uh, yeah, that, that'd be great. <laughs> um, so after the dance styles of Christopher Walken and Fatboy Slim, who have you got? She's amazing. One of the most beautiful women in the world. Mm-hmm. One of the most talented women in the world. Shakira, Shakira. Oh, hello. Yeah, Shakira. Shakira. Now, Shakira is one of these people uh, I knew growing up because of a couple of hits. After that, I didn't know there was such a deep legacy of Shakira as well. And there absolutely is. And what an amazing artist she is. What does Shakira mean to you? I think, I just think she makes incredible music that I really enjoy dancing to. Mm -hmm. Obviously, different like Fatboy Slim, of course. Mm -hmm. But I also think the fact that she's half... Uh, Middle Eastern, like she, she's half Arabic, she's half Lebanese, um, half Colombian. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she she just brings something. She just bring a lot of color to the to the festival. Yeah, I think um, Shakira would be such an interesting. I think people who were looking at the lineup um, might be like, "Oh, Shakira, like really?" But like, actually, I think Shakira is one of these people that blow out the water, and people are like, "Oh my god, did you see yeah. that set?" Yeah, you know I mean, I, yeah. that's what I think it, um, Shakira has. You know, um, yeah, I think people might underestimate her as well. But um, abs- like, that's that's a force to be reckoned with for sure. She, she, I mean, she's also bringing out White Clef. She's also bringing on White Clef. Yeah. Uh, to do hips don't lie, and then yeah. they're going to, and then they'll go into a fifteen-minute Fuji's medley. So. <laughs> I mean, don't yeah. underestimate how amazing Sha- that Shakira set's going to be. Yeah. Uh, and ha- also, how long are these sets roughly as well? Do you have a... An, rough... an hour, I think they're an hour. An yeah. hour. I think the headliners get maybe 90 minutes. Everyone else gets a good hour. Yeah. And I think you, you need at least an hour with each of these people, right? Because like, there a, there's a lot of um, talent to see. And also, like hours go by fast in music as well. That's yeah. like... Yeah, like you can't do that many songs in that much time as well. So uh, I mean, they, they've they've all been advised to keep their patter to a minimum between <laughs> songs because I mean that's what the comedians were for. We've already we've already had an afternoon of comedy, mate. So don't worry about don't worry about your patter. Yeah, absolutely. Just going to just going to hits, mate. That's an interesting question. I'm not sure if you like that. What what do you like it when uh, musical acts do patter as well? And do you find it cringy or do it? What's your vibe? Because only specific acts. So for example, if it's like Adele, mm-hmm. then I don't mind. Yeah. But if it's not Adele, I'm like, just... Or unless they've got something to say. Unless yeah. they've got something really specific, like maybe it's a cause that they really feel strongly about or a mm-hmm. current cause. And I'm like, that's interesting to hear your perspective on that. Or if it's Adele who is genuinely quite funny. Um, other than that, I'm like, bruv, just give me your hits. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that's interesting. Because I think, for me, I kind of like it when people... Not too much. I don't like a long thing in between songs. But just being like, hey, how are you doing? It's all cool. Like, getting engaged, having that engagement and being like, hey, great to have you here. Bam. 
in next mm. song. Like, but I remember seeing like bands who I've been like I saved like loads of money for as a teenager, like Smashing Pumpkins, and I went there. They played none of their hits, and they didn't speak to the crowd once. Well, they spoke. The only time we spoke to the crowd was to tell someone to go away because they weren't enjoying the really the the B sides. If you know what I mean, it was like well, understandable. Billy Corgan, you know, mm. interesting man. Um, after the uh, the amazing Shakira, who do you have? Oh, mate. You're going to put some spice in your life. Oh, hello. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, I thought you meant Spice Girls. <laughs> you know what? I, I did have Spice Girls in this festival initially. Yes. But I'd taken them out for... I think I think, I think I think I took them out for Amy Winehouse. Yeah. But I've got I've got Red Hot Chili Peppers in, mate. Yes. So are you a big fan of like uh, that kind of uh, that sound of music? You know what? Red Hot Chili Peppers were my gateway into rock. Mm-hmm. Outside of WWE theme tunes, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's right, yeah, yeah. I think I think WWF kept one foot into the. I think white music might actually be quite good. Yeah, <laughs> WWF just kept me like going. Well, you know, there's some bangers, some absolute bangers. Yeah. It's all about the game and how you play it. And I'm like, it's, a, it's an absolute tune. Yeah. Um, and then I think Red Hot Chili Peppers brought me, brought me into it, brought me into the room. A gateway band. And uh, yeah. Um, so what, what kind of, uh, what's your favorite uh, Chili Peppers album or what's one of your favorite songs? I think the, the, the Zephyr song, I think. Yes. It's yeah. definitely one of my favorites. And um, I, just, I just love it. I think, again, again, you know, I was saying before, I like music with the beat. Mm-hmm. And Red Hot Chili Peppers have a beat. Like you can dance to Red Hot Chili Peppers unironically. They're just, yes. they're just really, really good. Absolutely. Like um, a lot of rock, you kind of, you know, you're you're nodding your head along to or whatever. You can't really dance to it though. Yeah. But Red Hot Chili Peppers, you can legitimately dance to. I guess dancing is a big part of uh, your festival and what you like at the festivals. Well, you need to have that t- dance to enjoy mm. it. Yeah. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Move uh, your f- move your heat feet arms and hips. Because yeah. I've definitely been at gigs where they uh, uh like someone like Radiohead where you definitely can't dance to it. If you know what I mean? Like uh, <laughs> like uh, imagine trying to dance to, like trying to where's the beat Tom York? Come on, let's yeah, get the party yeah, yeah. going. That's, I mean, I can appreciate that it's good and I can yeah. see its appeal, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not really my thing. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I I I think that's absolutely fair. I'm red. I think Radiohead are definitely uh they have their own niche and for sure, but. So, to finish off your Saturday, Tez, um, who who have you got? Headlining my Saturday night is the absolute legend that is Tupac Shakur. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Hello, yes. So, I we kind of, I think we brushed upon uh, your, like, hip-hop background beforehand, but you're talking about, like, uh, getting into mixtapes in, like, the late 90s, and that's definitely Tupac era, right? So, mm. yeah. So, tell us, uh, when did you first fall in love with Tupac? So it'd be '97 when when my friend Hassim gave me the mixtape. Yes, and yeah, a lot of it, probably half of it, was Tupac, and then there were like every everyone else got the other half mm-hmm. of that mixtape, and there were just some incredible songs in there. I remember the one that stayed with me was his uh, diss track to Biggie called "Hit Him Up." Yeah, and it's just the most violent song you can listen to. But when you're 14, it's <laughs> yeah. incredible. Like I didn't even know you were allowed to like. To make a song like this, let alone one that exists. <laughs> and um, do you know any any of the lyrics off the top of your head? You know what I'm. You know what I have this thing. Yeah, that I cannot remember lyrics. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> I, I just I can't. I could listen to the same song every single day for a year and not be able to sing it back to you. Yeah, 
Whereas I got from my friend Kate Lucas, uh, I think you probably know Kate. She yes. she will she listens to a song once and she knows the whole song. I'm like I just don't understand. Yeah, I'm absolutely the same, Tess. I'm I'm absolutely one of these people that um like I think I know a song and I love a song. I've listened to it for decades and I've just been like I know the melody. I know how it sounds. It goes da 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 da. And but like I don't know the lyrics. You know what I mean? <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know what that is, but definitely that's 100 percent me. But um, yeah, that diss track. I've just looked at some of the lyrics. And uh, <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> very violent. Yeah, there is. Um, I'll read you one line. <laughs> First off, fuck your bitch, and then the click you claim. West Side we ride. It come equipped with the game. You claim to be a player, but I fucked, I fucked your, your wife. wife. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I kind of like it. This song, like, I I like a song which is unnecessarily violent as well. Like, I think uh, uh, not the same kind of thing. But Guns and Roses uh, have like needlessly violent songs, uh, and also some very problematic songs as well. But also, like, I love the first album because it's just. <laughs> unnecessary do you know what I mean it's just like you didn't need to write that did you <laughs> but I'd have I, loved it if like Oasis and Blur if they just went back and forth in songs would have been incredible like yeah. some like an indie disc battle <laughs> that, we'd love to see that that should be one of the tents as well like indie disc battle uh, yeah. like a, <laughs> if you were going to recommend Tupac to anyone where do you think they should start as well because like I mean for someone who doesn't know him probably go on going at changes mm-hmm. yes yeah because that's a nice game I think because it's, 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 it's a great song Lyrically amazing, you know, an amazing message in it. Um, and, you know, it highlights how brilliant and smart he was as well. He died at 25. Yeah. So he was incredibly young and he had an incredible gift uh, that he shared with the world, thankfully, before he did pass on. So, yeah, I'd definitely start there. And then, you know, maybe California Love as well, yeah. you know, if you want a more easy way. And then go into some of the, the deeper problematic stuff. Yeah, absolutely. What's the, some of the deeper problematic stuff with Tupac? There's, um, I wonder why they call you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. I mean, there's that one. But even with that song, you know, there's, there's, he, he's trying to, I mean, it's probably still problematic, but it was still, there was a message behind that song. It wasn't as gratuitous as just calling someone whatever, but it was about him trying to uplift someone from the problems that they'd found themselves in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess with artists and with music, especially, especially with hip hop music, you know, there's a license that you give to these artists to kind of express themselves in a way that you wouldn't necessarily express yourselves outside of that medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a, especially, I, I love a lot of bands, and as we were just saying with Guns N' Roses, there's a uh, one of these things where when you first get into someone, you don't really think about the deeper meanings of things. And also, it's like 20 years ago, so it's kind of like, well, you know, you, you, can, you don't think of it at that time. But recently, I, had, I was talking about Guns N' Roses on the podcast, and Axl Rose, and I, I went back and like looking through all the stuff, it's like, oh, it's... It's kind of ruined it for me, if you know what I mean. It's kind of like looking back. It's like, oh, as a childhood thing, it was really good. But I'm like looking back, it's like, oh, oh, this isn't okay, if you know what I mean. But, yeah. but it's also like, it's, there's also, it's these things were published and these things were broadcast and uh, we can't ignore them. They are there. And it's uh, it's part of the, part of that artist's um, output, you know. It's, it's, just, um, it's. And to be fair, I don't think if Tupac was coming back, I assume alive, not a hologram for this gig. He's not going to open with that, if you know what I mean. So, uh, for sure. Do you, with Tupac, uh, do you reckon that what, is there any like any special things he's bring onto the stage for your show? Well, you know, he, he had he collaborated with some amazing artists like Dr. Dre, for mm-hmm. example. Um, so he was very good friends with Snoop Dogg. 
So you know, who knows? He might, he might, he might bring some of those guests out. That sounds brilliant. Oh, that'd be very exciting. Yes, yes, and yeah. Um, so that, that's let's let's move uh, on to your Sunday as well, because uh, we've already got like uh, uh, I've already had like two heart attacks during this because of pure excitement and adrenaline. But uh, yeah, uh, so Sunday we're a little bit smelly. Uh, but you're you're perfectly washed because you've uh, been commuting every <laughs> yeah, day. So. Yeah, my mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So t- talk us through your Sunday then. So Sunday, kicking off the comedy stage mm-hmm. early afternoon, is uh, the founder of the festival, mate. <laughs> oh, hello, yes. <laughs> Tez Ilias is here. Brilliant. Just, that... just, just got having an absolute banterific time. Absolutely. Referencing local things, <laughs> engaging yeah. with the audience, just having a top time. It'd be quite something if you, like... Not to say that you would, because you're an amazing comedian, but it'd be, it'd be quite awkward if anyone died at their own festival, if you know what I mean. Like, imagine me like, hello, oh, how are yeah. we doing? <laughs> is, anyone, is anyone out there? Like, <laughs> I've also put myself, I realise I've put myself on quite early. Yeah. So if, if, there's, if, there's, if there's one act to miss on this entire incredible <laughs> weekend, if you're like, you know what, I just need an hour where I'm not doing anything, yeah. that, that might be the hour, <laughs> unfortunately for me. But what you should do, <laughs> for your own ego, is just before the headliner, just move your comedy slot there. Sorry, it's my... My, my turn. Everyone could, yeah, could yeah, come yeah. back before the headline. Or just, just... put myself in between like, two absolute legends. Yeah. And be like, well, you don't want to lose your spot because yeah. the next <laughs> next guy's on after me. So you might as well stay where you are. <laughs> I I um I would definitely implement that as well. Like, uh, yeah. like after yourself, uh, who's coming on? The amazing Frankie Boyle. Oh, yes. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Sunday's quite strong. Very, yeah. very um <laughs> strong acts. With things to say mm-hmm. and opinions. Absolutely. So we got, after me, we got Frankie Boyle coming in. I think he'll be brilliant. After Frankie, the amazing Sarah Silverman. Yes. Oh, lovely choice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I've gone, I've gone guests from abroad for the last three comedy spots. So mm-hmm. back to back, we got Sarah Silverman, Chris Rock. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not headlining, though. Stress me out, mate. But go on. <laughs> Sarah Silverman, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle. Oh, wow. Yeah, fair enough. Back yeah. to back. Yes. Oh. To be honest, I thought you were going to put yourself on again after Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's me again, doing the same set. <laughs> uh, but yeah, wow. Um, to be fair, I was kind of wondering who's going on after Chris Rock, but Dave Chappelle, 100%. That, that's great. And uh, yeah, I uh, I think um, Dave Chappelle is such a... Uh, well, everyone on that on that list is a, uh, a Monday hero, uh, yourself included as well. So, oh, thank, uh, you. thank you very much. I think all three of your days are legendary for different reasons. And I think, um, yeah, I think on that Sunday, it can get, I imagine it can get a bit real, you know, it's particularly uh, um, with the latter two acts as well. But like, uh, I think it'll be really fantastic comedy as well. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about that lineup. Do you ever still get like, because obviously we work in comedy. And um, when I first started out in comedy, I, I used to get a little, um, I was a massive fanboy of comedy. So I used to like, get very excited about seeing some performers. Um, do you think if you were at that festival, do you feel that that would apply to you? Would you kind of be a little bit overwhelmed meeting some people like Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock? I've met Dave. Really? <gasps> he, not that he'd remember. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I remember. Yeah. And he was lovely. Possible that I would get a little bit overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Probably more the Friday night, I think. Mm-hmm. Lauren Hardy, Dave Allen, Ron Atkinson, yeah. Victoria Ward. Like, that is difficult not to get a bit yes. emotional about that. The Saturday, again, amazing. But it's people that I've gigged with and who are friends of mine. Apart from Peter Kay, I've never met him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that would be amazing. You know, James, I know. Jimmy, Jimmy, I know. Sarah, I know. Michael, I've met. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Peter Kay would be, you know, I'd be like, whoa. But then 
he's also a local guy. Yes. Yeah. So so like you know if you feel like someone that he'll be feel like someone I've spoken to already. Yeah. Then Sunday, Frankie I know. And then Sarah, Chris, and Dave back to back would be would be pretty would be pretty Absolutely. pretty cool. I think that's that's mind blowing, and I love that. So let's head to your final uh, mu- uh, musical um, artist then, because like it's uh, you've you've built up a high prestige already. How are we going to finish it off? Okay, so opening Sunday, mm-hmm. following Dave Chappelle. Yeah, because Dave, you know, he's he's great, but then we need a bit of just just to kick off the music, a bit of energy in the room. Mm-hmm. So we've got Punjabi MC. Oh, cool! Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know them to be honest. Can you tell me a little bit about Punjabi MC? So he's got that song, the one with the Night Rider mix in it that you'll remember. Yeah. Oh yes, I do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's one of his. That's his most famous. Yeah. He of course has others. Um. So yeah, Punjabi MC to kick off. Let's a high octane hour of just just anthems. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, as soon as you you. Put me in that right direction. It's like okay, know the vibe, and I can see the appeal straight away. Like uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon, slash uh, evening, getting people ready. Like it's a very nice welcome into the rest of the festival. It's like uh, this is a uh, you made it this far. Let's have a little bit of a party. Yeah, yeah. Following for Punjab MC is Adele. Oh, hello. Yes, yeah, yeah. She's famously going to be doing a lot of patter in between the songs as well. So yeah, I mean, like <laughs> I'm gonna tell her like, mate, you can do a bit of patter, but you know. Also, you don't have to actually. <laughs> you have an you have an hour. Yeah, just give it your stone stone cold hits, mate, for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I'm gonna do one song and talk in between it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, she, what can you say about Adele? She's absolutely incredible. Absolutely, and uh, it'd be obviously with Punjabi MC. It's got a lot of um, like quite upbeat. But I think Adele does have upbeat, but also it can be quite emotive as well. I think it could be like again, light is in the air kind of moment as well. Yeah, and it's been a long weekend and we're coming towards the close of it now. So I think it'd be good to put some people in that emotional space, in that sort of, you know, let's, 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 get, let's get people in their feelings. Mm-hmm. And following on from what you just said, uh, who is following Adele then? Well, then going from emotions to, again, bringing some high octane energy to the crowd, James mm-hmm. Brown, mate. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. You know what? I would absolutely sell my leg to watch James Brown live. I would, what a legend. And I think, yeah, I, I think even in his uh, later years, would still put on such an amazing show. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, uh, oh, he's incredible. Absolutely. So good. I mean, the amount of artists that he's inspired, you know, from Michael Jackson to, you know, Usher and all those people. Like, yeah, he's absolutely incredible. So, yeah, James Brown, definitely. And it's nice that in your festival, James Brown, as you just said, James Brown influenced a lot of the people in your festival. So I think it'll be mm. a, to tie up thematically your festival. It's quite a nice, like bow shaped. If you know what I mean, it's quite like it's it's coming together at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I'll, it, he's 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 the artist that bring out the other artists out of their rooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, James is on stage. Let's go watch. Yeah, uh, Dave Chappelle, come on, get out your, your sweaty tent, please. And like, yeah, it's no 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 time to shower. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so James would be absolutely James Brown would be absolutely correct. One of the few albums I've actually bought. Um, <laughs> his, That's a sign his, of respect. Yeah, his his best of I've yeah. actually paid money for. Yeah, so. you said that with such a pride as well. Like yeah. uh, I've actually paid money for that album. So yeah, <laughs> if you can burn a copy for me and send it over, that'd be appreciated. So <laughs> yeah, and um, what's a song that you love from James Brand that no one that not that many people know about or is underrated you know what I'm gonna have to have a quick look at his discography the problem is he's got so, he's got so many albums mm-hmm. that who know, who knows what song 
I mean, it's not like underrated, mm-hmm. but like, please, please, please. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's an absolute banger. And, and also gets you, gets you in, your emotion, in your emotions. Absolutely. And I think James Brown is that, I think it's hard going after Adele because she will be quite emotive, but James Brown both has energy, but can hit that emotive side of it as well. He does have the songs, he does have the range for it as well. So absolutely mm. cracking. After James Brown, who are the who's penultimate act to your festival? My favourite rapper of all time. Mm-hmm. And the first ever album that I bought mm-hmm. was from Nas. Nas, yeah. I actually, I'm unaware of the artist. Could you tell me a little bit about the artist? Uh, NES, so Nas is a rapper from Queensbridge, New York. Yes. And he was probably the first big rapper, the post-gangster West Coast era. Mm-hmm. Nas was sort of one of the first people that sort of took the mantle for the next, you know, the next generation that followed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just one of my absolute favourite artists. And, you know, again, someone who made it quite big, very, very young. Yeah. Then had a very, very famous beef. With, yeah. uh, uh, with with Jay-Z Yeah And they went back and forth And Probably Nas probably won the battles But Jay-Z ended up winning the war I think Yeah uh, given, his, given, his, given his longevity But yeah Nas He's often said to be Lyrically the best hip-hop artist of all time I thought I recognised Nas as, uh, as an artist And I do Because uh, Nas did a, a guest contribution With Beastie Boys And uh, on Too Many Rappers On their last album uh, They did as well uh, Which is uh, I don't I've, I'm not sure if that's a uh, respectful way to kind of like uh, bring him in, but like uh, it's uh, I I just wanted to show that I do like I thought it was that person. I just had to do, double check beforehand as well. But I just uh, yeah, that's that's great to hear as well. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for bringing Beastie Boys into it. <laughs> I love the Beastie Boys. Yeah. I think the Beastie Boys are incredible. Yeah, I I love, proper love them as well. Um, no, I love the I love the Beastie Boys. But yeah, Nas. Yeah, his album Godson, which I think was his fourth album, maybe mm-hmm. was the first album that I ever bought. Properly, and what was the what was the thinking behind buying it as well? Like, uh, and uh, we were joking earlier about the downloading, but like, why? What was the thought about purchasing as it? Uh, what, what, what? And yeah, tell us more about that decision. I think I wanted to listen to every song on the. I think I wanted to listen to the whole album, mm-hmm. start to finish. And also, I think at that point, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should support. Maybe I should support. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I think I, I was like, this is my, this is my favorite rapper. I was like, I made the decision that Nas is my favorite rapper. So maybe I should support him with some money, and so and so and, and so therefore I did. Yeah, <laughs> but only that one time now. No more. Yeah. Oh yeah. No of course. Less. One one time. <laughs> Thirty albums later, I'm like, I, I, I put ten pound in your pocket once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you ever seen Nas live? No, I have not. And, and I've seen Jay Z live about three times, but I've never had the pleasure of seeing Nas live, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I would love to. But peak Nas, like 2002, three Nas, mm, that guy. So that sounds great. And uh, let's go out with an absolute bang. So who is your um, who is your headliner of and the finisher of your festival? Last act on. Who so is I'm a headliner of headliners. There was no other place to put, this on, put them on this entire lineup. But it has to be Queen. Oh, yes. Queen. Yeah, I was, I was kind of wondering what the next genre was going to be. But yeah, Queen. Absolutely. Oh, I love. I genuinely love Queen uh, a lot as well. And are you a big Queen fan? Um, I've become a big Queen fan. Probably more a Freddie Mercury fan than yes. Queen as a whole. But I think, yeah, they're just incredible on there. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, I don't think, no one could follow Queen. Absolutely. I mean, all of these facts are, all of these acts are unfollowable. Yeah. Absolutely. But Queen are the most unfollowable, I think. 
Well, you do say that, but I do know that there's a certain um, there's a certain comedian going on after Queen to do a set. His name's Tenzilia. Just to say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Just to give my thank yous to everyone Absolutely. and let them know there's a iPod shuffle in yeah. the back in the, in, in the back of the <laughs> in the back of the field and they can race each other to get there. And if you haven't been to the park bench, go and do it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Best roller coaster ever. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love Queen, and I think uh, Freddie Mercury doing Queen would be just uh, phenomenal. And uh, yeah, I think it'll, it'll be the perfect show as well. They they do really knock um, every show out of the park, really. But yeah, um, so I think we've had such an eclectic festival, uh, and there's there's a lot of musicians there, and we've got through quite a lot of interesting tidbits. Are you happy your festival, Tez? Yeah, very happy with it. I think it's, if anything, it's an absolute bargain. Uh, yeah, to be honest, if it's, uh, I think, stick an extra two zeros on the end of it, and that's uh, that's about right, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your festival, but let's see, let's, let's see if anything goes wrong in Floor Fillers. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. As with event management, things are bound to go wrong. So here's a couple of hypothetical questions that Tess has to deal with in the manner that he sees fit. So, oh no, let's say Naz has cancelled last minute. Who do you get to replace him? Naz has cancelled? Yeah, I'm sorry, mate. Oh, mate. Okay. He said that the comedy tent was too hilarious and he, he, couldn't, he couldn't go on. But fortunately, a more contemporary artist was at the festival just to watch because he wanted to watch all these legends as well as his comedians, and stepping in for Nas is the incredible Kendrick Lamar. Oh, wow. yes, that's a, that's brilliantly, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. what a save as well, Like, because uh, I think uh, Kendrick will be... Because it's, it's hard to kind of... Because when, when cancellations do happen in real life, it can be genuinely hard to... Uh, a lot of people can be annoyed, but how can you be annoyed with Kendrick Lamar? That's not, uh, I can't be annoyed with that. Absolutely. Oh dear, someone's running late to your festival, but fortunately for you, one of your favourite celebrities is willing to do a DJ set for you. They don't need to be a DJ, but which celebrity would you pick to do a DJ set? Maya Jama. Yes. So my, my, Maya Jama's here. She's enjoying yeah. the festival. Yes. She loves music. Uh-huh. She's played before. I've seen I've seen pictures of her on decks. So we've got DJ, DJ MJ. Who, who, who needs an iPod shuffle when <laughs> you, you got them? Uh, your fans are in the mosh pits. They're, they are doing crowd surfing, but they're also doing something called the Tez. What do you think that might be? <laughs> the Tez. The Tez is yeah. a moonwalk <laughs> followed by a front flip. Oh my God. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's crazy how many people have actually learned this move, given that I can't actually do it. <laughs> But um, it's, it's the Tez. The, the old moonwalk followed by a front flip. Not a back flip, a front flip. Yeah, because they kind of they move backwards 
then yeah. move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's and imagine, <laughs> um, imagine everyone on mass doing that at the festival. It'll be absolute carnage. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a queen come on and you just do that. Bosh. Um. So, oh no, one of, the, one of your acts have forgotten all their equipment, but good news, they can do an acoustic set. Out of all of your artists, which one would you pick to do an acoustic set? Amy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because that would be powerful, right? Peak, we got, because we, we can choose which Amy we've got. We've got Amy Winehouse mm-hmm. at the peak of her powers. Mm-hmm. So Amy's doing, going a, a cappella. Although, you know, the Stone Roses are on straight after her, so maybe they'd want to lend her a hand. I don't know. But if they can't, we've got, mm-hmm. we've got Amy going a cappella. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that sounds... Uh, that would be so sublime. But let's finish with this final f- floor filler, which is uh, Tupac and Eminem hate each other's guts. They say they won't perform if the other one is performing. How would you negotiate it? And uh, if you had to choose one of them, who would you pick? Oh, God. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm giving really hard questions today. I'm really sorry. Yeah, guys. yeah, it's cool. Well, I'm, 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 I'm sticking with Tupac. Yeah. But I'm hoping Eminem stays. Mm-hmm. Because we'll give him a voucher <laughs> for M&M's. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, And that'll be one of the stalls there. You know, give him a free Pecora. He'll be fine. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We'll have an M&M stall as well. Like, you know, the M&M's shop in London will have yeah. come up with an M&M stall. And so we'll give him a 50% voucher for that. And hopefully that'll persuade him to stay. Yeah. And... Uh, You'd be like, oh, I'll, I'll stay if you buy one of my albums. He goes, here's a voucher. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, well, thank you so much for joining us, Tess. And i got to say, uh, thank you for being part of Floor Fillers and thank you for being part of, uh, for submitting your wonderful festival. We, it's an absolute delight to have you, uh, to, to explore Tess and Tim World of Adventure as well. Uh, <laughs> and so where can people find you online and would you, ha- uh, would you like to plug anything? Yeah, so I am at Tez Elias everywhere mm-hmm. uh, also tezilias.com slash hello mm-hmm. is like my link tree with links of all of my work uh, but most excitingly i am releasing my first ever book yes uh, it's called the secret diary of a british muslim age 13 and three quarters mm-hmm. uh, about my life growing up as a british muslim in northern england in blackburn specifically and in it will be a lot of uh, a lot of stuff about music and and my different tastes and what I was listening to and stuff, as well as watching as well. If you're into TV and film, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I would definitely give it a recommend. My un my unbiased editor said it was hilarious and moving, <laughs> um, and she's read it a lot of times. Um, so yeah, I, I have my book coming out. I would love people uh, to go out and buy it. I, I mean this uh, in, not in a sycophantic way, Tess, but I genuinely can't wait to read it. It's going to be oh, wonderful. Thank you, man. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, can't wait to buy it. And if you would like to buy it, please, please do so. Uh, is there any um, place that you would like to promote in terms of buying it or is there anywhere that, um, anywhere that sells it? Anywhere that sells it. If you've got a local bookshop that is selling it, yeah. do support your local bookshops. But otherwise, this is Waterstones, Amazon, also Audible. I'm record- I am recording the audiobook. Oh, I might have to get that. That's going to be great. So that would be really fun. I'm starting recording that next week. That should be fun. But yeah, please go out and, and buy it and, and share it with your friends. Please do, Castable listeners. And thank you, listeners, for enjoying this festival. Hope you hope you liked it. And if you like this episode, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. And uh, if, if you like this episode and this is your first time, make sure to subscribe and check out all the other wonderful episodes. You can also follow us at Castle Podcast on Twitter. And you can follow me at Matt Hoskomelly on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. And hopefully we'll see you next time. Before we do that, please give a massive thank you to our wonderful guest, Tess Ilias. Thank hey. you. Bye-bye, everybody.